Hey, no competition. Mm -mm. Hey, no competition. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big T, aka Terrence Tennant, founder and creator of No Competition, No Competitors, the brand. And you are now tuned into the No Comp Podcast, Sports and Health Wellness, Health Wellness and Sports. I always say it doesn't matter whichever one you would like to come first, whichever part of the segment you enjoy the most. You know what I'm saying? Uh, of course, I do got some health wellness segments that I do got coming, of course, because I'm doing this. A heavy, heavy series right now involving sports, mainly the NFL right now. Just the fact of the trades that had happened just so far as March 17th and stuff like that. So we are at the end of this series, you know what I'm saying? I do believe this was a great series. I did have a lot of listeners in this series. I do appreciate the love that was shown. But you know what I'm saying? This is the final episode of the series, and we're going to finish this episode, like I said, discussing some offensive alignment and tight ends. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I know I'm discussing this group last, but best believe these this group, especially the offensive line part, is one of the most vital parts of a team, just so far as the fact of any team that has an explosive, you know what I'm saying, offense. You see a lot of points being scored. America likes points, you know. So if you love seeing these points being scored and stuff like that, it all starts with the offensive alignment and being able to protect these quarterbacks that's getting paid, these multi-million dollar uh, deals and stuff like that. So it all starts with the big guys up front that, you know what I'm saying, you need to protect you. So at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, they are not at in the most, you know what I'm saying, are considered last in my book, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to uh, how important they are when it, on a team. So, uh, But just to go ahead and dive into it, you know what I'm saying, just talk about the uh, offensive alignment and some of these tight ends. Uh, pretty heavy, you know what I'm saying, heavy, 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 you know what I'm saying, heavy presence just so far as, the names and that's involved in this group, in both groups, just so far as tight ends and offensive line. I'm gonna try to go over some of the team needs, just so far as teams needing these this this uh group or these two uh particular groups. And when I do go through these team needs and stuff like that, I try to put down some of the main or. You know what I'm saying? Real, real main needs that these teams need. So just so far as what they need immediately that could help them come in and, you know what I'm saying, make a difference in the team just so far as this upcoming season. Uh, of course, you know, in a lot of these teams' mindset, they'll probably want these pieces to help them out long term. So, you know what I'm saying? That's the case of uh, San Francisco with the uh, Trent Williams deal just so far as giving a guy – you know, since six years, try to give them that confidence, you know, and offensive line since they usually do finish out their contracts just because these guys love offensive linemen. If they can get a solid one, they want to make sure he can stay, stick around for a very long time. So in this group, I would say just so far as the offensive linemen, you wouldn't really be too much hindered off your age, just like all the other groups, I would say. But, you know. It's a lot of things, you know what I'm saying, different just so far as when it comes to these big guys. So, uh, what I mean by that, just so far specifics and contracts and stuff like that. But to stay on topic, you know, I was going to discuss some teams that need, you know what I'm saying, offensive linemen and maybe some tight ends. When I go through it, I'm going to try to go through specifics just so far as what type of offensive lineman they would need. I'm not going to be like specific, specific, like they need a center, this and that, but I'll try to discuss just so far as interior and offensive tackle to try to pretty much help and secure that edge. Uh, but to start it off, 
I do have the Texans right now who's in need of some interior office alignment. And before I, you know what I'm saying, like I said, I'm trying to describe what I mean by interior and stuff like that. For folks that don't know what I'm talking about, interior means like center and your two nose guards, maybe left and right nose guards. And then you got your offensive tackles who's pretty much secure the outside of the offensive line. So, you know what I'm saying? You got the center in the centerpiece. Your two guys you got next to your center, those are your guards. And then you got your two tackles. You know what I'm saying? That's that's your offensive line. That's how your offensive line is set up. So, you know what I'm saying? Now, within a lot of different plays and stuff like that, it can be all tricky. Also, with the addition of the tight end, you know, tight ends at first, when it was involved with football and stuff like that, they was more of just an extra offensive lineman to try to help out with the run because, you know, NFL football used to be run heavy. You know what I'm saying? So that used to be offense. But now that it's become more pass happy, you know, tight ends had to evolve a little bit so far as uh, had to be able to catch also. So, you know, at first they was an extension of the offensive line, still pretty much an extension of, of the offensive line, but now uh, can be an extension of the offensive line and an extension of the offense majorly just because of, you know what I'm saying, being able to be helpful either blocking, you know what I'm saying, to protect some, the quarterback or, you know what I'm saying, giving the quarterback an option down the field to, you know what I'm saying, disrupt the defense. So now you have so many options with the tight end. So uh, like I say, a lot of evolved, you know, it's like they, that position alone had evolved. But to continue on the list, you got the Bears need some interior offensive linemen and some uh, offensive tackles to try to help out on their uh, edge a little bit to protect their quarterbacks. Uh, we did see it was pretty much a, a struggle just so far as whoever they had back there, though, you know, Mr. Trubisky was pretty much not the guy we thought he was going to be. I mean, I never really thought he was that guy either anyway, but, you know, some NFL analysts and some, some ownership felt like he was the guy so you know uh but you know what i'm saying they need some help just so far as entirety of their offensive line next we got the Bengals needing some help on that outside just so far as the offensive tackles you got the bucks need some interior help uh the cardinals with some interior help you got the chargers need some offensive tackles chiefs some offensive tackles interior help also just some, some spots here and there uh we did see in that Super Bowl, how they couldn't protect for nothing, just so far as couldn't give Mahomes any time, any seconds. Of course, you know, they did have a lot of replacements and stuff like that out there. But uh, just that, I mean, in that situation, that calls for a lot of help. So, uh, of course, they need some help. Interior and offensive tackles. Coach, you got offensive tackles. Cowboys, offensive tackles. Falcons, offensive tackles. Jaguars need some help on that edge with the offensive tackles. Lions, offensive tackles. Uh, Packers need some help on the edge. Panthers need uh, some offensive tackles. Uh, some tight ends also. Maybe one or two tight ends, you know, ever since Greg Olsen had left that group. You know, we ain't never really seen no tight ends come up just so far. Stand out for the Panthers. And we used to, I guess we really used to have the Panthers having that tight end, somebody that they can really go to when in need. And I feel like, they don't really have that. Uh, of course, you know what I'm saying, they're going to be really in the need of some receivers also. So we'll probably see what kind of moves they still make just so far as receiving in within this trade and stuff that they got going on or maybe in the draft uh, because they do need to try to help their quarterbacks that they have out a little bit more on that receiving end. Um, 
the Raiders need some help just so far as offensive line entirely offensive tackles and, and some interior guys. Seahawks some offensive tackles, but I, I believe Seahawks, even though they did make some moves just so far as offensive linemen in this offseason, I do believe they still, you know what I'm saying, need a lot more moves made just so far as trying to help Russell Wilson out. Uh, they was able to retain one of their guards, young guy, for a year for three mil, uh, Ethan Pokic. But uh, just so far as that, I thought that they'll try to take this opportunity, just even with, you know what I'm saying, Russell Wilson and the statements he had, stuff like that, that they was going to take this opportunity to really go heavy just so far as uh, free agency. But a lot of guys, it seemed like they just pretty much retained, uh, like the one I just spoke of on a year. Uh, so far as working on another deal with the guy Cedric, I ain't trying to butcher nobody's name, but you know what I'm saying, Ogbo, Ogboe, uh, a tackle they got, and you know another guard they got, Jordan Simmons. So trying to work on those guys. It was just so far as retaining uh, center Cal Fuller, you know. So they try to retain a lot of guys. So, uh, but. Like I said, they struggled a lot just as far as keeping Russell safe. And uh, I feel like a lot of plays he did disrupt or had some issues with trying to extend. Maybe a lot of those was his fault, too, and his decision-making. So I'm not going to sit here and blame, you know what I'm saying, some of these guys not being able to protect when I think that a lot of decision-makers played a big part in most of it also. Um, But just to continue with the list, you know, we got – the Titans need some offensive tackle help. The Vikings needing, you know what I'm saying, interior offensive tackle help. But the Vikings, you know what I'm saying, I think they need more of some help just so far as with some key guys to go out because, you know, just so far as running the ball, and it's been like this for the Vikings for years, Uh, just so far as interior linemen, when it comes to running the ball, they do so great at it because every time they have a, a good running back, you know, he's had the opportunity to be great. So, they do so well just so far as interior running. But I think uh, passing-wise, offensive tackles, they've been needing that. That's been something that's, that organization has always struggled with. Uh, Washington, you need some offensive tackles. Steelers need some help uh, through and through offensive tackles and some interior guys. Rams need some offensive tackles and interior guys, especially with, you know, in the addition of new quarterback uh, Stratford. Um, also, they need some help just so far as the tight end side because, you know, they did get get rid of some guys. So maybe I think more of the tight end end just so far as passing-wise. Um, the Giants need some tight end help, and Eagles need some tight end help. Um, now, of course, you know what I'm saying, I like to try to go through the numbers of, like, just so far as overall people available and stuff like that. And for the offensive line group, you know, we got – um, 114 overall available in free agency. So far, we got 36 with contracts. And, you know, like I said, age is really a big factor in this group. So, thus the reason you had uh, left tackle Trent Williams, like I just spoke on, uh, San Francisco retaining him for six years, being able to keep him there. Uh, six years, $138 million. So, you know what I'm saying? That's the type of security these guys want in this offensive line. Like I was speaking on, these guys are not, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I was speaking on them in the last group, but trust me, these are one of the most vital parts to a team. So, uh, 
no surprise when uh, Trent Williams was able to receive that deal. Um, I'm going to try to go through a few of the offensive linemen just so far as on the list that were able to receive a contract and who they received a contract from, whether it be a new team or where they, whether they were uh, retained in that same position. But like I said, again, age really not a strong factor on this group. I think more teams, the older you start getting at the offensive line position, a lot more teams want to be a little bit more interested in them. I'm going to try to throw some tight ends in there also because this year, you know, tight ends was an interesting group, you know, like, but I was able to put this group together because, you know, we didn't have as many tight ends, only 48 tight ends available in free agency, only uh 20 so far with a, a contract in New England, who I believe made the biggest plays in that tight end uh, scenario uh, just so far as being able to come out what I believe were the best two tight ends in free agency, and I did speak on that in the earlier episode just so far as when I was speaking about quarterbacks and Cam. Uh, but just so far as offensive line, like I spoke on, number one, you had Trent Williams uh, pretty much set free agency on fire, uh, him alone. And uh, he had the biggest contract of everybody, you know what I'm saying, with his contract. So, like I said, just, that just gives you an insight of the importance of this position. Uh, next, you got Joe Thune, uh guard from New England to Kansas City, five-year, 80 mil. Corey Lindsley, center. Uh, from Green Bay to the Chargers, five years, 60 mil, 62 mil, actually. Kevin Ziegler, like I said, I ain't trying to butcher nobody's name, Ziegler, uh, from New York, from the Giants, New York Giants. You got to be specific. They got two teams. Uh, to Baltimore, three years, 22 mil. Matt Feller uh, from Pitt, Pittsburgh to the Chargers, three years on that deal. 21 million. Uh, you got New England being able to retain that, that center, David Andrews. Uh, Alex Mack leaving Atlanta to go to San Francisco. San Francisco trying to bulk up their offensive line, I see. Um, after uh, also, you know what I'm saying, we had a lot of changes just so far as draft and stuff like that recently. Uh, like I said, I'm going to try to do an episode Speaking about the draft, but if you haven't been paying attention to the draft, a lot of teams been moving up and stuff like that. San Francisco moved up, pretty much gave away some first-round picks uh, next year and the year after that in that draft, but nothing too serious because, like I say, uh, with a full year, you know what I'm saying, a lot of stuff that these people switch around and trade up and stuff do like that, most of the time they end up be getting it back and stuff like that from just so far as after the year because a lot of stuff changes within the NFL year so. Uh, at the end of the day, when you're making these trades, this and that, dishing and dabbling, you know what I'm saying? That's all pretty much business. That's in the NFL, you know what I'm saying? It's all a big business. So, uh, but just to continue on the offensive line aspect, uh, to stay on topic, you got Pat Eflin went from the Jets to Carolina for three years, 13 mil. Cameron Irvin, uh, from Dallas to Carolina for two years, 10 mil. Riley Reef, uh, from Minnesota to Cincinnati for a year. You had Lamb go from Kendall Lamb go from Cleveland to Tennessee for two years, six six eight six mil eight hundred thousand. Uh it was a odd number for that one. Uh Joe Haig go from Tampa Bay to Pittsburgh for two years, forty million. Justin McCray go from Atlanta to Houston 
two years for four million. Uh, Dan Feeney go from Chargers to the Jets for one mil for one, not one mil but one year, three mil. Uh, and you know what I'm saying when it gets to that point, like I say, just so far as any of the other groups, but like I said, you do have a lot of offensive linemen who was working on. You know what I'm saying? Still working on deals right now, stuff like that. Also, I did speak on like Seattle being trying to retain a lot of their guys, uh, but majority of those contracts that they try to retain, you know what I'm saying, still haven't been publicized just so far as what the deals are, stuff like that on those deals. So, I'm still working on those. But, you know, we still got a lot of guys that's to see out here and still available. But, you know, just like any other other groups, like I always say, you still have opportunity. Just so so far, somebody to pick them up. Uh, just to name some guys that's still available right now. You got uh, Dennis Kelly still available at right tackle. Um, you still got Lane Taylor, Bobby Hart, uh, J.R. Sweezy, uh, Jason Peters, who up there at age right now. Jason Peters is about 40, uh, plus pretty much finished his career off with a lot of injuries for Philly and stuff like that. So, uh, you got Austin Blythe, Cameron Fleming, Isaiah Wilson, Tom Compton, uh, Joe Looney, Austin Reader, Jermaine, uh, Illuminor, Alex Redman, Ben Garland, uh, you know what I'm saying, from San Francisco. Got a lot of, a lot of people. Got a lot of people. Redrick Johnson and Forrest Lamp. Uh, so, DJ Fluker, a lot of people still out here, a lot of older guys still out here, a lot of veteran guys still out here that, you know what I'm saying, can still make some of these teams better. But like I say, it's still plenty of time in this free agency time, even off after the draft when a lot of these teams, you know, once they go out and with their game plans just so far as the draft and stuff like that, you know, they always have a plan after these drafts and stuff too. So once that's over with, then, you know, the opportunity to pick up more people is available. Like I said, they always have opportunity to pick up during the season and stuff like that, just based off the type of, uh, you know what I'm saying, sport we watch and stuff like that. They've been a part of. It's a violent sport uh, 24-7. So it ain't no way to, you know what I'm saying, even practice and prepare for the game without, you know what I'm saying, giving some type of intensity for the game. So, you know, at the end of the day, they're preparing, they're getting ready. Uh, and at the end of the day, like I said, and – one of my previous episodes, when you are a free agent, you know, and if you got that type of mindset that I just gave out, then you know, you know, it's it, you always got to be positive because you always your opportunity is always gonna come. All right, now try to discuss, you know, a little bit about the tight ends, um, like I did mention. One of the people that did make the biggest flashes in tight end free agency were New England, in my opinion. Just off the fact that they took probably the best two tight ends that was in uh, free agency at the time. And Janu, John New Smith and Hunter Henry. So, you know what I'm saying? John New from Tennessee and Hunter Henry from the Chargers uh, was able to give both of them a nice little deal. Uh, as you see, if, if any of you been paying attention to what's been going on lately in the NFL, you hear, you know what I'm saying, a lot of talks just as far as with San Francisco 
bumping up in the draft that they will be considering a quarterback. I'm sure that is the reason they did so in the first round to try to grab a guy that they wanted to put up in that system with uh, Kyle Shanahan. So uh, another thing that's been going around is just so far as the word with Jimmy G going back to New England. And one of the big biggest things that you notice so far as with the tight end deals is that both tight ends – that sign they deal would be comfortable and be set with New England for at least up to three years. So both tight ends, uh, three years. John New coming out on top, though, with his deal just a little bit more. He received a four-year 50 mil. Hunter Henry coming out with a three-year 37 mil. So both tight ends there for up to at least three years. So whatever quarterback still going to be there, still going to be pretty comfortable in that situation. Uh, I did go over some of the teams that was – in need for some tight ends in case you guys don't remember those i try to do it real fast it was the panthers texans eagles giants rams uh those were some of the teams that would still need some tight ends so like i say new england uh pretty much did they thing getting the top two uh the next few guys i'm gonna go over um you got kyle rudolph who was able to receive it i don't know how minnesota allowed him to Sneak away, but they did. Uh, allowed him to get to the Giants. Giants going to pick him up for at least a two two years, twelve mil. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, who's still doing it out here, received a contract to retain. You know, what I'm saying to stay with uh, the Green Bay for two years, eight mil. Uh, of course, you know, what I'm saying you had Gronk uh, retained in Tampa Bay, stay for one year, eight mil. Um, you had. Keaton Carter from Cincinnati to Miami, three years, seven mil. Chris Manhurts from uh, Carolina to Jackson, well, Jacksonville, yeah, Jacksonville, uh, another team that's been trying to make some moves just as far as tight ends and stuff like that. Um, Dan Arnold going from Arizona to Carolina for two years, six mil. Jared Cook from New Orleans to the Chargers for one year, six mil. Jared Everett. Everett from the Rams to Seattle. I think maybe the Rams should have tried to work something out to keep Everett there. Um, but, you know, uh, they feel like they're getting a whole new system going, whole new quarterback and stuff like that. So a whole new face is about to be in that uh, Rams uniform. But to keep it going, we had Tyler Croft uh, from Buffalo to the Jets for one year. Two mil. Farrell Brown from Houston was able to retain him there for one year. Um, James O'Shaughnessy, uh, Jacksonville was able to keep him. Like I did speak on a second ago, Jacksonville was able to try to trying to make some moves out here offensively. Derek Carrier, uh, Las Vegas, able to retain him for that one year, one mil. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like I say, you got a lot of guys still out here, like Eifert still out here. Um, Daniel Fails still out here. Uh, Pruitt, Demetrius Harris, Jordan Reed, Luke Stalker, Trey Burton, uh, Richard Rogers, Daniel Brown, Ross Travis, Eric Subert, Ross Dwelly, Cole Wick, Jake Boot, Matt Soko, Jeremy Sprinkle, Jason Vander, Vander Lane. Mitchell Wilcox, Joshua Perkins, you know what I'm saying? We still got some people out here, you know? But, like I say, only 48 people were available. Only 20 so far got a contract. 
it's going to be real rough just so far as the tight end aspect of it just so far as some teams, you know, who already got some tight ends set and who already got some tight ends that they're working on and stuff like that. So it's pretty rough. But in the same sense, in the same mindset as all these other positions, you just got to be ready. You just got to stay ready. You know what I'm saying? If that's the case, then you'll be ready 24-7. You know what I'm saying? You'll get your opportunity. You're always going to get opportunity, especially these older guys, just off the fact that you've been around. So, you know, uh, in the sense of a lot of these younger guys getting somewhere, trying to learn what you can do, trying to get right, stay focused and stuff like that, that really helps them out. So if you can learn a system and ace a system and make it work for you, then that really uh, plays a big part in no matter where you go. Um, but like I say, we got the draft coming up, and once one of the, a lot of these teams' game plans and stuff like that fall through, just so far as the draft aspect, then a lot of these guys are still out there free agency. If they hadn't, if they won't in the next few days and stuff like that, then definitely going to get the opportunity just so far as whether they're veterans or some younger guys who teams feel like can come in and give us some help just so far as whether, know what, no matter what their experience is, especially if it's been a year or so and these guys are like 25, 26, of course these teams are going to give you guys opportunity because, you know, they still got that youth on your side. Because, uh, you know, uh, you still got opportunity. Just think about it. You got you got players right now. Mercedes Lewis, you know what I'm saying, in, in Green Bay just signed a two-year. Mercedes Lewis, 37. So, you know. Like I say, man, uh, it's all about what you can bring to the team and how you can make it work for yourself. Uh, you ain't got to be the most physical guy. You ain't got to be the, the fastest and stuff like that. But if you can figure out a system and make it work for yourself and stuff like that, you can definitely carve out yourself a, a pretty nice, you know what I'm saying, niche in the NFL and make it happen for yourself. Uh, but, you know, just so far as tight end, offensive line aspect and stuff like that, I'm pretty much going to wrap it up with that one. That was pretty much the series just so far as uh, free agency. We got the draft coming up pretty much real soon, real soon. It's already going to be April at the end of this week. Uh, more Majority of this week, I got some different stuff coming to you guys just so far as different sports and stuff like that because we got some crazy thing going on. Of course, y'all been paying attention to the news and stuff like that. We done got down to the Elite Eight in these men's and women's sports. Uh, college basketball, if you ain't paying attention, you better watch it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a South Carolina girl, still rolling. Uh, if you ain't checked it out, uh, North Carolina, uh, North Carolina girls took a loss to Indiana. And, you know, Indiana coming through on that thing. Got a lot of points in the, in the paint. You know what I'm saying? North Carolina couldn't do nothing with them girls in the paint. So, that's what pretty much hurt them in that game. Uh, but the fellas doing their thing too. But like I said, we got the Elite Eight coming up. A lot of news in the, uh, coming up just so far as NBA trades. I know you guys been seeing a lot of crazy stuff on that. So I got a lot of stuff discussed so far as contracts and deals and stuff like that. How it's going to work. What's it going to look like. Uh, so, you know, right now I'm still collecting all my information, doing all my reading up on a lot of stuff. Uh, once... I finished my series and completed doing all my writing on that. I went on here to start moving on to some other stuff. So, like I say, I definitely got a lot of new things coming to you guys. Uh, talking about college basketball as we get closer to crowning some champions. You know what I'm saying? 
Like I said last year, we weren't able to do so just because of this pandemic that we were stuck in. But the more everything's opening up, we start to get more fans. I'm going to be a lot more of these games, try to get a live aspect of it just so far I can be there, try to find me some ways to, you know what I'm saying, put you guys on the flow high seat. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, like I said, we got a lot of things coming. Uh, you can catch the podcast on pretty much all music platforms that you're listening to nowadays. So, you know what I'm saying? Don't only got to be on Podomatic nowadays. So, you know what I'm saying? Go check it out. Go listen to it on all platforms. Check it out. Um, But I want to thank everybody for listening, you know what I'm saying, who all continue to support this No Competitions, No Competitors uh, movement. Uh, Like I say, and always, you know, we're just trying to bring uh, smarter and healthier living to this world. Uh, the world's already working up to better eating happiness. We're just trying to keep you consistent and keep you, you know what I'm saying, confident in what you're doing and what you know what I'm saying, do on a daily basis. So, you know what I'm saying, I want to thank you, everybody. Continue to share the show. Continue to, you know what I'm saying, put me out there so we can reach as many people as we can. Continue to follow the pages, the No Comp Tenant on Facebook, No Comp on Instagram, all you got to do is type it in no comment and it should come up. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I always put up different types of information, stretches, workouts, all different types of things that can be beneficial for you and your life, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I only want to see everybody, you know what I'm saying, take full advantage of these benefits, you know what I'm saying, apply them to themselves and build themselves uh, to create that winner mindset. So, thank you guys once again. Continue to follow, continue to share. And we're going to make this thing number one on Podomatic, number one in the world, baby. You.